Hi there, and welcome to another edition of the Jersnet Weekly Podcast, the independent Rangers podcast, which is brought to you by fans, for fans, and where the content is absolutely free. It is another sort of bonus preview pod for you guys. We're looking at the, the Royal Antwerp game tomorrow night at Ibrox, 4-3 from the first leg, so we'll have a wee chat about that. We'll also have a look at some of the stuff that's happened today with uh, with Neil Lennon, uh, some interesting stuff happening there, and uh, the apologies that, that have came from Nathan Patterson and a few other guys who were involved in the COVID stuff. As I say to you all the time, guys, it's not just the pod that we do here at Jersnet. We've got the forums, there's, there's the articles, there's a history archive on the, on the website, social media, all that stuff. So get yourself onto the website and forums if you can. If this is the first time you've listened to the pod, we would ask you to subscribe, put the word out there on social media that we're here. Uh, we've got over 4,000 subscribers now, so we're doing well. Uh, and and if, as I said, if you could sub- subscribe, that would be great. We're live tonight. It's the Wednesday night, Wednesday night before the game. Uh, but the, the pod will be available uh, to download or stream on a variety of platforms from tomorrow, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, Spotify, all that gumph that I say every time I come on, guys. I'm sick of hearing myself saying that stuff, but, you know, it's good to promote ourselves. Uh, so on to my guest, uh, and it's John McCallum there sitting in his, uh, his, very, his very lovely house there, his lovely picture in the background. Uh, how are you, John? I'm well, thanks. I'm well. I got this for my, my birthday. This was my birthday Your present birthday? my family for my 50th, yeah. That's yeah, it. there you go. I'm two years away for now. Yeah, well, we can tell. You can tell. <laughs> I'll say it before you do. So yeah, I'm not bad. Thanks, not bad. You know, middle of the week, waiting for the game tomorrow. It's a highlight of the week as ever. It always is. Uh, you've been busy. No. No. <laughs> no, I'll be busy at work, but yeah, it's all a bit strange. I walk the dog, and that's the highlight of the day until uh, until the football comes along. Yeah, as it's getting a bit like that. Although I must admit, the last I would say the last week or so when I've been out from a run, I've noticed it's been a wee bit lighter. And that sort of lightened the mood a wee bit as well. You know, you think, oh, maybe we are coming out this sort of January. The feeling of spring is in the yeah, air, Colin, it isn't it? definitely. It feels like the daft's only far away, John. I know daft you like your flowers and all that. Daft, they're all just about to burst into bloom in the bottom of my garden. Yeah, you so... can take the pod in that direction if you want. Not sure you're going to keep those 4,000 subscribers, but... It's up to you. I'm sure there's some. There's some. I'm sure there's some gardeners within those four thousand subscribers. John. You know what I mean? There's loads of middle-aged farts like me and you who would probably be quite interested in about the daffs. Talk about compost. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway. So as I said at the start, I, I thought we'd look at a couple of issues that came out today before we looked at tomorrow night's game. So I mean, the the main one that sort of sort of the, the big breaking news this morning, and it's not Rangers related, well, not directly anyway. Is the news from across the road that 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 Mr. Lennon is no more at Celtic? He is gone. So we are he talking is, about compost. We are well, or manure, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he's resigned, resigned, uh, and he's no longer Celtic manager. And you know, there was a bit of laughing and hilarity. I'm a wee bit annoyed to be honest with you because I wanted him there when we lifted it. But uh, what's your taking all that, all the shenanigans over the road? Yeah. To be honest, I was a little surprised. Um, I thought that I, I thought he would stick it out until the end of the end of the season. I assumed he was a dead man walking, and yeah. that he was going to get replaced. But um, my feeling is, and I, you know, I've even less insight into the machinations of the Celtic boardroom than I do at the Rangers one. Um, uh, so my feeling is he has walked. Actually, I do think he's resigned. Um, I suspect there was a. There's been several 
heated conversations following their, their uh, return from Dubai and their defeat to us and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think it's probably been agreed that he would leave at the end of the season. Um, I suspect their last final hope after their, their poor run was that we might go on a poor run and they might be able to apply some pressure. And as that's not happened, and as they've then went lost to Ross County, I think he's just decided it's it's time to walk away. Um, but uh, so I'm a bit a bit surprised that he's he's chosen to do it. I thought he would stick it. Like you, I wish I, I would have liked them to have held on for um, just, just because I think that would have been quite fun. Um, I quite liked to have seen some, particularly if we could win the league at Parkhead. I think I would quite have enjoyed seeing the television pictures of him. That, but uh, he's chosen to to walk away. So. Do you Absolutely. think it's related to to to, the, to that prospect? Because part of I think that is haunting them. Mm. Oh, absolutely! I think that is absolutely haunting them. Um, I think the thought that we could win the league, um, you know, this early in the season at their ground is something that is keeping them up at night just now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think that would be the, I think that would be the ultimate. Um, from our perspective, I think that would be the ultimate. But I, I don't, I don't know if they would recover from that quickly. I really don't. Um, so I mean, uh, I'm certainly the fact they've put Kennedy in charge. I'm, I don't know an awful lot about him. You know, you, people in the game say he's well thought of, but you know, I don't see how he gets a, a different tune out of that team. You know, he's been well, I was, I was reading today that uh, I can't remember who it was. Someone was saying, you know, John Con- John Kennedy is very well thought of. Brendan Rogers rated him very highly. And someone came in straight away saying, I rated him that highly that he never took him to Leicester. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just straight away that argument was shot down. I mean, I'm the same. I have heard wee rumours that, that Kennedy and Lennon weren't seeing eye to eye. And I think Kennedy was seriously questioning you know, some of his, some of Lennon's sort of ways of doing things and all that kind of thing. But like, I suppose we'll find out. But I mean, with I mean, we only really need six points. I know, I know people say it's seven, but I, I can't see them clawing back that goal difference so to me six points and that, that's us we've, we've reached a tally that that they're not going to reach and uh, even, it doesn't matter if he's Jose Mourinho he's not going to turn us around this season you know what I mean so no. and I do I, I think I think the thought of being in charge of Rangers when they, they won the league at Celtic Park was too much for Lennon I think that was part of it interesting to note that Scott Brown cut short a a press conference yesterday when he was asked about it, it was just like, right, that's it. Yeah. Uh, press conference over. I'll see you later. So I think you're right. I think it's 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 nagging at them a little bit. And I mean, if you sorry, Con, if you recall the season, the season McCoy's first season in charge, where we'd, we'd get into we'd get into receivership and everything was happening, and they could win the league at Ibrox. Yeah, yeah, I was there that day, and and we we beat them, um, and that that felt, you know, that you're looking for something from the, from the worst season in the club's history yeah. that was it you know that that just just winning that game and not not the defiance involved in that so you know i think we can expect a bit of that from from across the city but um i don't know i, I think they'll meander now uh, you know I don't, I don't know if the guy kennedy has genuinely got a chance of the job but i imagine you you know he'll be looking to make his mark um but i do think they might meander now because are they going to appoint somebody while the guy that law or law is going to leave before the new guy comes in? I mean, yeah. you know, I'm sure he's been consulted and is involved, but um, he's not there. You know, he isn't running the ship just now. So uh, I would be surprised at that. I'd be surprised at them when they bring it in. Plus, I think the Celtic support are looking for some big name. I think they'd be fairly underwhelmed if they 
you know, bring in the Hibs manager or or Kennedy. You know, I, I don't think that's going to shift season tickets and, and jerseys. Um, they have this delusion that they're going to go out and get, you know, somebody from the, the kind of top rung and, and I don't think they are. I don't think they can afford to. No, no. Help spend £3 million a year on a manager? I don't think so. I think those days are not, not in the current climate anyway, not with COVID yeah. and how the impact that that's had. Uh, I, I don't think we'll win it at Celtic Park. I think Celtic will drop points before then. I can see them. Yeah. I mean, yes. I think it's Aberdeen and Dungeon United they've got to play. Can I see Aberdeen doing anything against them? But no. I, could see, I could see Dungeon United taking at least a point off them. So here's my, here's my I, I think we'll go to Celtic Park as champions. Yeah. Here's my prediction on Lennon. Aberdeen manager this time next year. <laughs> don't, I want rid of him. The guy's poison. <laughs> I tell you, I, well, he'll I go somewhere else. <laughs> I don't think he's getting a job in England. I don't. I don't think he's going to. But I could see him. I could see McInnes leaving Aberdeen at some point, and I think Lennon will be favourite for that. No, oh well, no, oh well. We've heard, it, we've heard it here first. John's prediction on the next Aberdeen manager: <laughs> uh, get your money somewhere else. <laughs> you <could> like them <laughs> even less. <laughs> now, before we move on, I, I felt it was important, you know, because the, the whole narrative today, and I, I heard a lot of people, I wasn't listening, I don't really listen to talk sport, honestly. I heard a lot of people complaining this morning that Trevor Sinclair was on giving it the, you know, Rangers are only winning the league because Celtic have been so bad. And that narrative does seem to be gathering a bit of pace, you know, that Celtic have imploded and sort of handed us the title. And I think that's unfair. I think Rangers have, have, have been exceptional this season. We're already, you know, Celtic, when, when they were sort of handed the, or awarded the title last season, they were, they were on 80 points uh, in March. We're, we're on 82, you know, a month before that. You know, so I don't think anyone can say that we've not been at the required standard to, to sort of, you know, win a title. And we're on, we're on course to match Brendan Rogers' Rogers team, you know, that, Invincible team, the 106 points that they got. If, if we win all our games, I'm not saying that's what we're going to do, but we've got an opportunity to equal that. So I think Rangers have performed at a, a very, very high standard this season. And I think this sort of narrative that the only reason we are winning the league is because Celtic are so shy is very unfair and needs to be challenged. And Steven Gerrard, Michael Beale, you know, Gary McAllister, all the players, all the backroom staff deserve a huge amount of credit for what they've done this season because they have. And if, if, if if anyone wants to sort of challenge that, then you only have to look at the sort of form in the Europa League as well. You know, we've been excellent in that as well. So, although it's been a good laugh this season, you know, Celtic have had a you know a couple of horses in Europe and the Ross County thing, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I think it's important to stress that that's not the sole reason that Rangers are where they are. Rangers have performed at an absolutely elite standard this season, and it needs to be recognised that any title win is through merit and not through someone else's failings. Colin, it's not even a debate. I mean, I, I didn't hear TalkSport either this morning, so I, I didn't hear that particular interview. I would give it no credence at all. You know, for all we're mocking Celtic, they've only lost four games in the league this season. It's not a lot. You know, it's a lot when you compare them to us, who've lost none. You know, that's exceptional. You know, Celtic, I, I, it is not unexpected for a, a team to win the Scottish League losing four games. You know, so is it only two? Is it no draws that have killed them, John? Is it no? They've had seven draws. They've had seven draws and four losses, right? But four is it as many as four? Four. Of course, I because we beat them twice. Lost us twice. Yeah. Um, Ross County. Ross County. Oh, mate. Was it Livingston? You're right. Four. So they've lost four games. So so that's not a lot, you know. So so this idea that Celtic have imploded is is all relative, 
you know, they, like you say, they got horsed in Europe. Um, and, and I think that's added to this. And then obviously losing to, to Ross County in the Cup. But, you know, they haven't imploded in the league. They just haven't played to the same levels that we have. You know, when they're comfortably ahead of Hibs in third. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. This season, so far this season, our levels of consistency have been astonishing. And, and the thing that I think we do need to bear in mind is we've done that in the strangest season ever. You know, we've done that. Rangers are used to running out to having 50,000 people cheering them on. You know, Rangers are used to going to pretty much every ground in Scotland with the exception of Parkhead, maybe Pataudry. But every other ground in Scotland Rangers go to, we have got a sizable away support in there. Yeah. And our away support is good. You know, our away support gets behind the team. Our away support supports the team. Um, you know, we've not had any of that. Now, our club is used to that. You know, I don't care what anyone says. That does give us an advantage. We've not had that this season. You know, and we have still been able to keep, A, keep focused and B, keep those levels. And, you know, I think we will get credit for that. I think just until the league is actually won, I think we're, you know, people will be just keeping their powder dry on that. But I do believe that, you know, if we win the league, and I still say if, because I can't bring myself to say when. Um, I can. When. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I think the record books will show just how good a Rangers side this is. And, and as you say yourself, you know, you only have to look at the performances in Europe um, to, to, to have that underlined. And the great thing, and you and I have talked about this before, the great thing is the Rangers have improved every season. You know, this has been a, a, a gradual improvement each season. Yeah. Um, you know, so this hasn't come out of the blue. You know, this is gradually we've got better and better, and, and that's continuous fantastic. improvement. I, I believe that's the, that's the corporate wording for it, is it not, yeah. John? Well, I, I continuous be, improvement. You could be right, um, and uh, it's it's what everybody is striving for, um, and and it's great. And I actually think it wouldn't have mattered if Celtic had actually managed to maintain decent form this season. We'd still be top of that league. We might not yeah. be, you know, as many points ahead as we are just now. But we'd still be top of that league. Yeah, I agree, and and I, I do. I just I just feel the players. You know, and Gerard and, and and all his backroom staff deserve to be recognised for that because I I do feel recently because it's become such a circus over the road that that's where the focus is and there's all this talk of you know them imploding and and that's why we are where we are and I think that needs challenge. Yeah, there, there is a part of, of of that is true in terms of they have been a, a bit of a freak show and a circus show this year. But as you say, you know, even if they'd been performing at their top sort of, I, guess, I think we'd still be top. I mean, you. It's, I mean, it's all right for us to, to laugh at them and things. It is. The and I'll laugh Europe, at them, John. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you know, it, the results in Europe have been really, really poor. And the problem they've got is it's in comparison to ours, which yeah. have been really, really good. Good. Yeah. But they're not doing... I mean, you know, as I said, they've lost four league games. You know, their managers walked for four league games. I mean, they, their reaction to all of this... Uh, you know, we, I know I know Rangers fans have spoken about this a lot. They had got themselves so focused on winning 10, winning 10, winning 10, that they'd convinced themselves they'd done it already. And I think it's the fact that A, they didn't see us coming, and B, they've not been able to to step up when they needed to. And I actually think it's a massive overreaction. I think that some of the criticism Lennon's got from his own support is just ridiculous. You know, I don't think Lennon's a particularly great manager, but the way they turned on him, you know, it's quite something. I mean, you think of it, he's a club legend for them. The way they turned on him and how quickly they turned on him. Yeah. Um, so, 
you know, I think I think the next manager will have taken note of that. You know? the, the thing, the thing I find funny about all of us, John, is we've been saying to them for twenty years that the guys are prick, <laughs> and now they know. It took them a long time, and, and it was a hard way they learned the lesson. But now they know. Uh, moving on, on, on to something else that was revealed today, uh, or sort of announced by the club, the, the three players or three of the players involved in the, the, the sort of COVID thing. You know, Nathan Patterson, uh, Zungu, and uh, Calvin Bassey. I've all apologised, and I believe that apology was was uh, broadcast on Rangers TV. So obviously, I never got to see it, <laughs> but we won't go there. Uh, but I, I, I sort of read up in some of the stuff they said, and I, I saw a quick clip of Patterson on Twitter. Someone had put a wee bit of the clip on Twitter, and he did the, the boy to to be fair. I mean, looked fairly cut up about the whole thing, uh, and I was just I was just sort of looking to sort of gauge your opinion on, you know the. There's been a wee bit of time when it all happened, and, and I mean, because there was so much at stake, you know, in terms of we're so close to the league, and, and almost, you know, a couple of days later, Tav gets injured and all that kind of a thing. The, the initial reaction was one of like the five of them shouldn't play again. Are we now? Do you think this is a deliberate ploy by the club? You know, the apology to 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 sort of try and smooth the way for not all of them. You know, Zungu, for example, I don't think he'll he'll uh, win a Rangers jersey again, but. Maybe the, the younger ones, you know, uh, Patterson, and maybe even Bassey. Is this maybe an attempt? Not saying that they're going to re- recover their, their, their Rangers career, but you know, they've apologised. They've been humble about it. They've, you know, there's a bit of contrition there. They're, they're accepted that they're wrong. Is it now a case of right? You've apologised. You now need to show us in training every single day just how committed you are to try and recover, and, and then. And only then I might let you back into the team or, or back into the fold, or is it a done deal that none of them will be back? I hope they'll all come back. I do genuinely hope they'll all come back. I don't think you should lose your job for this, which is what we're, you know, is what we're saying. Uh, I don't think you should lose your job for this. I don't think. I don't think what they did. I think if you take what they did in isolation, take away all the other stuff, take away the fact that. You know, could it, if they'd gone back and infected all the other players and other players have had, and they didn't even catch them. I mean, it's not like they were found tested positive. But, you know, no one else had to do it. If you just look at the thing in isolation, I personally don't think you get sacked for that. You get fined heavily. You get a bollocking. You are publicly humiliated. Um, I don't think you get sacked for it. It's my own feeling. But I know there are plenty of Rangers supporters who think differently, you know, who, who think they should be marched down Edmiston Drive and, and, you know, said, right, you know, go find another club. That's it. You've had your chance. You blew it. Too much was at stake. I understand that point of view. I just personally don't think you, that, that that actually helps um, any of them. The, the, Zungu is, a, is an older man, but the other two are teenagers. And the, well, the other four are teenagers. You know, Colin, you and I were fortunate they didn't have YouTube and and, and this well, phones kind of and all that kind of thing. when yeah. we were 18 and 19. And I am genuinely grateful for that. Um, I made mistakes at that age. Um, I got bollocked. Um, I was. I learned from them, and you don't make them again, you know. And that that's all part of growing up. And I, and I think I think you have to do, to take that on board. Um, I haven't seen the videos either. Uh, I read. Uh, I, I, I read a, a kind of report on them. Um, you know, I think there will be genuine contrition from them. I think they probably realise the enormity of of what they did. Um, 
from that perspective, I think the club have played it quite well. They made the initial statement and then they've kept quiet. Um, you know, they're now past the 10 days, so they can they, they can resume training, they can come back to um they can come back out to Okinawa. It would be daft for Rangers to cut off their nose despite their face at yeah. this stage. Um, you know, we need a right back. Yeah. Um, you know, so so I think it'd be daft to say that you'll never play for the club again. Um Either you, you let them back in and you see how they, what they do, you know, and if they if they knuckle down, if they have learned their lesson, then, you know, in the scheme of things, no harm done. Um, would be my view on it, Colin, and I kind of hope that that is what the club are going to do. I don't know what the SFA or the SPFL are going to do. I'm surprised yeah. at how quiet that's been. Um, I, I did expect- well, they can't really say anything because one of their referees is... You know, he's he had to get pulled at the weekend there because one of them, you know, had been a close contact. Uh, it was Bobby Madden. He was well, I knew Bobby Madden get pulled because yeah. of one of the linesmen but, he played with. And yeah, but up. one of the one of the linesmen was allowed to 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 play. He was allowed to officiate it again, yeah. and so the SFA had to apologise because they shouldn't have been there. So I think the SFA and the SPFL are now like, right, well, we're in a difficult position to punish clubs now because. You've actually made an arse of this yourself. So yeah. I still think they'll be hammered though. And I, I I mean I don't think we'll see them for the rest of the season. I mean, there's only eight games left. Jones and Edmondson got seven games. You know, I, I I just can't see I can't see them featuring at all for the rest of the season. The the cutting off your nose to spite your face thing, I think you've got a point, especially when it comes to Patterson. You know, as you say, two of them were teenagers, and those are the ones that now there's been a wee bit of time and I've seen the apology. I was sitting there thinking, you know, maybe we do need to be careful that we don't let two potentially really good players go because of this. I think Zungu, I think he's 28. Yeah. You know, he's, he's on loan. I think he goes back to his parent club and like, so, thanks, but no thanks. You know what I mean? I, I think that's how it'll end for him. And but if yeah, we're being honest, Colin, that's an easier decision on a football basis because yeah. None of us have been massively impressed with Zunga. You know, he's not like you've watched him play and thought, got to sign this guy. Yeah. You know, that's not to say he can't come good. But, you know, if, if, it, was, if it was announced we weren't going to sign him on a permanent deal, none of us are going to think, well, we missed out there. No, and that was, pre- that, was, that, that was before all this. Yeah, you exactly. I mean? you, were, yeah. You, were, you were thinking that anyway. And now, now that's this, I, I do. I just can't see any way back from. But I, I think there's maybe a different approach maybe needs to be taken. With other boys, just to just to see how they react and and to, to work out if they have learned, as you say, we've all been young, we've all done daft things, you know. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that how that plays out. Uh, John, before we go into the you know cover the game for tomorrow, uh, I need to do my contractual obligations. So if you want to uh, the opportunity to to win a share of a thousand pound and play the the new Rangers Pickums game, Rangers Picks. Uh, which is available for every Rangers match. Get yourself on to www.rangerspicks.com. You complete a, a series of questions uh, relating to the game, obviously the game tomorrow uh, against Antwerp. It also gives you wee hints and tips in terms of, you know, how many, it'll ask you something like how many corners will Rangers get and it'll tell you how many we got in the last game, stuff like that. So it gives you a wee guide to, to come to your answer. If you get enough of those questions right, then you'll want a share of a £1,000. Uh, so, and the more people that play, the more the more money the club gets. So we'll get on to that if, if you fancy that. Remember, guys, you've got to be over 18 to play. To play, to play. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, and as always with these things, please play responsibly. Uh, now, John, on, on to tomorrow night's game. Now, uh, before we really touch on it, 
I mean, last week, it was just madness. You know, 4-3, just an absolute... Only just got over it. The heart's just come back down from its uh, elevated state. It's just, it's, it's, it's the first game I can honestly say I've watched through lockdown where I completely forgot. I think I said this last week, no crowd. I was just so absorbed mm. in the game. It, I mean, I think pretty much every game you always feel it's just a wee bit different. You know, you, you hear the player shouts and when there's a goal, the, you know, the background noise tends to come in like two or three seconds after the, the, the goal's been scored and it feels a bit false. Didn't feel any of that last week, it just, especially the last sort of 20 minutes. It was just so topsy-turvy and end-to-end and goals flying in everywhere. I just totally forgot that it was a, it was a game in lockdown. Yeah, that's the biggest compliment you can pay it. Uh, it was a bonkers match. I, and my heart couldn't take another game like that. I hope tomorrow there's <laughs> enough of each draw. The most boring game of football I've ever seen. Um, yeah, what a fantastic... I, obviously, we weren't neutrals. So, you know, I was... I was just buzzing after it. I, I, I couldn't go over what I'd seen and, and how it all played out. But I, I imagine a neutral watching that, which I thought, what an, what entertainment. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, was yeah some, it was similar to Braga in that sense, I thought. Yeah. Braga was like that, you know, when we were 2 on down, came back in 1-3-2. A wee bit similar feeling to that, I felt. I mean, when I went into work the following day after Braga, you know, you were walking in like, whoa, big swagger <laughs> and all that, just looking at where are all the Celtic fans in the office, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And obviously, I couldn't walk into the office on, uh, last Friday, but I did wake up like, "Wow, that was that was superb." Still buzzing, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, and I would, I would take. I mean, as long as we go through, I would, I would, I would take the same tomorrow. You know, we adrenaline rush. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, in, in terms of the injury situation, John, uh, you know, Tav, Ruth, Ryan, Jack still out. Uh, Stephen Gerrard confirmed today that. You know, Taft's situation is not as bad as we first mm. heard. We're talking about three weeks. Ruth's about the same. Ryan Jack hasn't pulled anything. Apparently, he's got a bleed on the muscle, so they expect him back in, in two weeks. So, I mean, positive news, especially on Tav. You know, I mean, I think we all feared the worst when, when he went off last week because yeah. he's not the type of player to go off. And it just looked like one of those ones, you know, he'd left his sort of body open and 50-50. Who was it that said it last week? He should have been in these laces. Somebody said it last week in the commentary. I think it might have been McCoy or, or, or Hutton. Somebody says, you know, he's went in with side foot. He should have went in laces just right through it. I think that probably summed it up. I think he's went in the wrong way to that type yeah. of tackle. Uh, and I, I, I think we all fear the, the worst. But positive news, three weeks, you know, I think we can live with that. It's great news. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like you, I thought, you know, that's one that not just keeps them out for the season, but maybe takes them out for six months. You know, you can miss the start of next season. And, and you know, when you realise how important he is to how, how we play football, you know, not just to the team as their captain, but uh, the way we play, we need our fullbacks to be down there. Our fullbacks contribute so much. Um, and, and, you know, Balogun, he's a good centre-half. Um, he played better at the weekend than I, I thought he would, but he's no tough. You know, he's clearly, he reminds me of when we used to stick Dave McPherson at right back. Yeah. Um, you know, did his best, you know, did his best. Um, we did the same with Broadfoot for a while. Broadfoot got played as a fullback uh, a few times um, as did well. Bo- did Bolly not get stuck out there at one stage as well? Might have done. He might have I'm done. Sure, I'm sure he was at right back at one stage. When we go put out by AK Athens, I'm sure Walter stuck in at right back. It's a Rangers thing, isn't it? You take a centre half and stick yeah. it at right back. And, and, 
from a tactical point of view, obviously then you've got another tall player, you've got you know it helps you at set pieces, this type of thing, but it does take so much away from us. Yeah. Um and, and you know, I think Balagon actually did he did better than I expected at the weekend, but you know, we lose something by not having a, a natural right back there and not having one as good as as, as Tavis. So it's, I'm really pleased. I hope it's true. Um, these kind of injuries are, you know, notorious until he actually starts running on it and turning and twisting. He won't really know. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed that that could be potentially great news. If nothing else, you want him to be there when that trophy's handed out. Yeah. You know, you do, he deserves that. You know, he's been with us since. You know, he's been with us since we were in the championship. You know, he's he's you know he's probably what see the only one left. That's, that's been there all the way through. Yeah, no, probably, but, you know, since we came up. Yeah, he probably has for the for the championship. I can't yeah. thank you anyone else that's still. So he's there. played. He, you know, he's played. He's had hidings. You know, he's yeah. Which does get gubbed five one. You know, he's he's been there all the way through, and and you know he's come through the other side, and uh, I think he deserves more than more than most in the team. He deserves it. So yeah, uh, yeah I'm delighted. Uh, great news. Um, I, I wish he would be back a wee bit sooner. But I'll take three weeks because, like you, I thought it was going to be six months. Uh, on Ruth and Jack, as, as the concerns that we're talking about them again, because it, it does seem to be, I mean, with Ryan Jack, I think it was me and you that spoke about it before, saying, you know, you get five games out of him, then yeah. he's out for three. It seems to be going the other way. It seems that you get three games out of him, out and five. then he's out for five. You know what I mean? It seems to be that the amount of games you get out of him is, is coming down, and the period that he's out for is, is stretching out to be a bit longer. Uh, and Ruth has just been so stop-start all season. You know what I mean? And it, and it strikes me. I, I do remember doing a wee bit of reading about him when we were linked to him. And that's one of the things, I think it was lead supporters that were saying, you know, he's a great player that picks up a lot of injuries. Yeah. So are those two a bit of a concern that, yet again, we're talking about them being out for two or three weeks? I mean, I think Jack's been a lot since we signed him. Yeah. It was you and I spoke about it. You, yeah. you don't get a full season at Jack. So I think you just have to accept that with Ruth. Uh, you know, I think that's why Ruth plays for us because you can see him when he's fit. He could play at a much higher standard than yeah. than, than the, the Scottish Premier League. But I guess injuries are his problem. You know, I guess he is just. Yeah, I don't understand it myself. You get these players who are who are prone to injuries. Um, I, I don't understand the the medical well, side of it. Well, it seems to be the, the, the two of them. It's their calves. It yeah. seems to just be the, the same injury reoccurring. Constantly, and I don't know if you can do anything further. You know, yeah. it's obviously something that's that's wrong and yeah, that physiological. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't know if it, I think it's just a case of whether you think it's it's worth living with, or you look to maybe move them on. I'm not saying we should be moving them on, but I'm, I'm talking in general. But it, it does concern me that it just seems to be stop, start, stop, start all the time with them. You know, it's as a bit of concern. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you know. I, I certainly wouldn't be for selling either of them on the back of that. Um, but like you, can I come to accept it with the two of them? I, I don't know enough about it medically. I don't know if there's a, you know, if they just need three months off and the calves just need to heal properly and then, or, or whether it's something else, a physio thing they need to do or, or, you know, I really don't know. I'm not the guy to give you any medical advice, trust me. Um, I've always found that deep heat does the job, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> deep heat, bad deep heat, honestly. I'd just play through it, son. You'll be fine. Just play through it. <laughs> yeah, big <Yeah>. Jesse. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I find it that it's, I've, I've came to the conclusion that players at, that at a professional level are so fit now, they're so finely tuned that it's these wee things that cause problems. We, the wee kind of niggles. I think maybe 20, 30 years ago, 
they maybe wouldn't have had the same issues because I don't see it at a lower level, if you know what I mean. I don't see players going in and out the team all the time. When I played amateur, I never seen that. When I go and watch junior, I don't hear, oh, that's his calf again. He's got a wee bleed in the muscle. You know, they just play on. And I just wonder if it's if it's such a peak level of fitness that, you know, they do just feel the slightest wee twinge and that's it. They can't push it because it could lead to, you know, bigger problems down yeah. the line. Yeah, I, I think at that level they are trained to like racehorses. You know, they are yeah. taken right to the line. Um, you know, the, the, and the way we play football as well, you know, and particularly with Jack, but Roof as well, you know, they cover some distance. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, and it's explosive. It's closed them down as quickly as you can. Um, and, and that will put a strain in your body. There's no doubt about it. Um, so, yeah, it's not great. Um, you know, I don't know what you do about it. Um, it's good that it's not long term. Um, and what's nice is when they come back, you hope that, you know, maybe the the league games we're playing by that point perhaps no longer have um, as much riding on them. So maybe they can get a rest. You know, maybe yeah. they can be said, right, you know what, go go home, take take go put your feet up for two months. Or alternatively, you know what, we're not playing games, but here's a training programme, whatever it is, the club will be looking into that. Um we could we, so, we could just save them for our campaign, but you know, for the European the, games, for the exactly. European the Europa League, the Europa League final. You know what I mean? Because that's that's on. Do we know? What's that? Do we know where the Europa League final is? Uh, no, but someone did tell me that the Super oh, the Super it, Cup is it Gdansk? Is it Gdansk? I think is it? I don't know. Gdansk, but someone the told Cup me the finals in Belfast. Belfast, aye. So, <laughs> so that's on. <laughs> That'll be interesting <laughs> if we get there. <laughs> right. Uh, Stephen Gerrard again today, John, talking about, uh, you know, in terms of tomorrow's game, he was, he was sort of saying that he wants the, the, the team to have a constant threat going forward. However, we need to tidy up defensively, uh, which I think he has a point. Now, I think you can take the penalty last week out of the equation because that yeah. was a nonsense. But the two goals we conceded were pretty bad and they could have scored more. You know, there was a couple of uh, shaky moments at other points in the game. So, I mean... I know we're, we've got four away goals, we're in the lead, you know, the it's looking good in terms of progressing, but I mean, the job's not done yet. So is he right? Do we, do, do we need to just tweak a couple of things and make sure we can still, you know, provide a threat going forward, but make sure that we're a bit, a bit more solid at the back? Yeah, definitely. I mean, last week was, I don't know, it was, it was a strange defensive performance from Rangers that was not what we've been used to. Um you know, we conceded three against St. Mum in another bizarre match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those three, and like you say, you know, could have been four. Um, and that way, when that time it was cleaned through, you know, if that game had finished 8-7, you couldn't have, you, you couldn't have complained about it. So we definitely need to tighten up. Um, you know, we're playing against a, a better team, you know, than we play against most weeks. You know, and these guys are, are you know, if Antwerp played in Scotland, they'd be second. You know, let's be frank. You know, they are, they're a better team than we're playing most weeks. They have better players than most Scottish teams do. So you know, I think we do need to bear that in mind. But no, we need to tighten up. You know, we could we lose by two goals tomorrow night? Of course we could. You know, yeah, Antwerp are no dummies. And if we, you know, if we go in with the wrong frame of mind, we could. But we shouldn't because we're a better team than them. You know, I think, I think we proved that last week and I think we've proved that through the season. Uh, if our focus is right, Colin, if we keep our mind on the job and don't let it wander off, then, you know, we should win. We should not just win the tie, but win the match. I think Antwerp have got to, they've got to come and and dictate the game. 
And and that, you know, that doesn't sit well with Rangers. You know, Rangers like to have the ball. This isn't Walter Smith's days. This isn't you know, sit and try and hit somebody in the break. You know, that's not how this Rangers team plays. You know, Rangers team wants the ball and wants to keep the ball and, and make Antwerp work to get it. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, we'll miss Jack. I think Jack, when, when you need a stronger defensive performance, I think Jack's a player you want your team for that. Yeah, so it does. They provide a bit of protection for the back four. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, on 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 Antwerp, final point before we, we wrap up tonight, John. You know, they they obviously had a few players missing last week, and you know one the, 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 a few of them are coming back. One that's been mentioned, I was reading a few things today about him, is Didier Lamkelzi, who's you know he's been he's been touted as some sort of master in the dark arts. I think he was the player who tried to force a move from Antwerp by wearing an Anderlecht shirt to train. Oh, was that him? He's, he's a bit no right in the right? But I was reading today that, you know, he's someone who could be wound up, you know, so if you if, if you practice the dark arts yourself, it can react. But also he, he has a bit of a threat and, and, and worth the watching. So with, you know, with the likes of him and, and probably a couple of others coming back in, again, do, do we need to be focused and just absolutely make sure we get through this time? Yeah, I mean... I, I, I don't know much about him. I read up, I read his stats before the game. He's not prolific, you know. He's not a guy who scores. Um, you know, he's not a thirty goals a season guy. Um, he's, uh, I think, he scored four goals a season in twelve matches. So you know, he's, he's not prolific, but he's a big boy, uh, and they're a big team. Um, yeah. You know, that was one thing about them was they're a they're a tall team. You know, they're a dangerous team for us um, from that perspective. And, and he's another big lad. Um, so he'll bring that. I, I suspect he came through the Lille Academy. So you know, I just say he can play football. I just say he's got a nice touch, and I, I get the feeling that's you know that's his job is to to kind of be the the fulcrum of their attack. That it all goes through him, and and you know he's the boy that holds the ball up. He's the boy that knocks it off. Um, he's the boy that brings the, the other players in. So we'll see. I mean, I'm, I don't know a great deal about him, um, but uh, yeah, I, you know, they played players last week who could cause us problems. Uh, in it. Uh, I see their their, their uh, goalie went off again at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they 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 won the um, they won at the weekend, but their keeper went off again, which is possibly why they won. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he was about a laugh. Was the, worst <laughs> the only thing worse than the keeper in that game was the ref. Um, so I think we got a new ref something. as well, thankfully. <laughs> um, so uh, it was you pointed out that, uh, before that, 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 that who the ref is. So I had a wee look at him. So so far he's not sent anybody off, but he likes a booking. Um, right. I, I had a wee look at his stats as well. So I'm not even going to pretend that this is stuff I know. Because it's not. I just had looked it up, and he averages five bookings a match, um, which which feels quite high to me. Um, um, but he's, he averages five bookings a match. And, and he's uh, he's he's, he's does quite a bit of, of kind of Europa League stuff. He's that kind of level of ref, which um, isn't great. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> not for last week saying it to go. No, 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 that's what I mean. Is is is, is the entertainment value going to go down tomorrow then? Because we've got we've got a different ref. I don't know. You know, I love the <laughs> Europa League. You know, and I know the Champions League's where it's meant to be, and I know that's where the money is, and that's where the you know the big teams are. I love the Europa League. Yeah. The Europa League is entertaining. The Europa League, what I like about the Europa League is at the start of the Europa League, you know, once you get past the kind of, you know, the, the kind of first, once you're in that group stages, half the teams in it can win it. 
you know. Oh, but it's, it's, it's normally Seville that win it, though, isn't it? You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> you know, um, but, but, you know, the point is, you know, you have a realistic, about half the teams can say, we have a yeah. realistic chance again to the final list. You know, if we, things go our way, if we have a good season, the rub of the green, we could get to the final list. Yeah. You know, and, and I like that about this tournament. But as a Champions League, let's be honest. Yeah, I know. We get the Champions League next year. We're not winning that. You know, if we if we were to get out of the group stages, we would see that as a massive success. And that I, I you know, that's not what football's meant to be. You know, when when you and I both started going to watch Rangers, you know, and we were in the Cup Winners Cup or the UEFA Cup or even the European Cup, at the start of the campaign, people had genuine conversations about could we win it? Yeah. You know, could we win it? It wasn't unheard of for Scottish teams to do well in European football. And that's what I like about the Europa League. And that's like, I think that's why it's exciting because, let's be honest, the teams aren't great. You know, they've got some good players, but they've got some tough players as well. And the, 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 uh, the referees aren't great, so you get some... And I think that's what leads to some of the, the some better, of the better games, games and the more exciting games. The anthem's better as well, John, isn't it? You know what I mean? The anthem at the start's better than the Champions League anthem as well, I think. I really enjoy that anthem. Uh, one quick question, because I've got Frankie screaming in my ear that we need to be off air in sort of ah, 60 yes. seconds or so, but uh, if we do negotiate this this tie tomorrow night, you know, last 16 for the second successive season, you know, you'd hope if we get a favourable draw, you know, you potentially into the last eight, and then, you know, who knows? Well, Exactly. You're going to get, I mean, if we can get through, and we should get through, and if we can get through, whoever we get next up, you know, no easy teams left. Um, so I think every other team in the draw will want us. I think they'll all view us as being that the, probably the easiest, you know, you can expect at least three English teams in there, possibly four. Um, you know, there'll be a couple of Spanish teams, there's no easy teams left. So, which is great. You know what, well, that's that's why we're in this tournament. So, yeah. you know, I'd say give us someone good, give us Man United. Give us, give us Arsenal. You know, I, I, I kind of view it that way now. You know, the, the, the only thing that would bother me about that is we can't get in. But yeah, I know what you mean. Well, a, big, yeah. a, big, a big glamour tie. Would, yeah, would, would. Particularly if the league was won. You know, if this was a case yeah. now of, you know what, this is our pure focus. Ah, go on, give us it. Let's enjoy ourselves. I, I tell you, John, I've convinced myself, uh, utterly convinced myself that that mob across the road are going to pay for their nine-year jolly up. Uh, by us winning the Europa League, <laughs> oh. but that's just that's just the mad daft heat. Here's hoping you never yeah. know. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, listen, I'll be the first to congratulate you if you're <laughs> absolutely, and I would take it. <laughs> uh, right, I suppose I better wrap up there, John. Uh, so, a big thanks to John for his contributions. Good chat as always from him. Uh, no show on Friday night. No preview show on Friday night because obviously there's no game, so there's not a preview. But we'll be back on Sunday. Uh, myself, David Wren and Chris Jack are on on Sunday night uh, and we'll have a wee look at the game on Thursday and a couple of other wee bits and bobs. In the meantime, get yourself on to the Jersnet website and forums at www.jersnet.co.uk. Uh, again, as always, guys, look after yourself in these strange times and uh, bye for now.